0: Billions of years ago, a race of immortals harnessed the most powerful force in existence, the emerald energy of willpower. These immortals, the guardians of the universe, built a world from where they could watch over all of existence, the planet Oa. They divided the universe into 3,600 sectors. A ring powered by the energy of will was sent to every sector to select a recruit. In order to be chosen by the ring, it was said one must be without fear. Together, these 3,600 recruits formed the intergalactic peacekeepers known as the Green Lantern Corps.
1: a Green Lantern podcast, slash Vidcast now. <laughs> As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Donnie, the Emerald Enthusiast. Donnie, how's it going?
2: What's up, Lantern fans? It's Cribs, personal haird- hairdresser. It is the Emerald Enthusiast.
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, it's such a special occasion that I've moved out of my traditional Batcave uh, background motif and onto to Oa. Uh, and normally on the emerald echo podcast uh Donnie and I mainly focus on um older issues right uh, uh, hence the right. name hence yes. the name
2: emerald echo yeah
1: yes uh echo uh, from the past yes and i so we we've, we've gone through you know the origins of of how John Jessica um Simon. It's yes. Uh, Phil Bulva's favorite Simon, as you mentioned. <laughs> um, and uh, and currently we're doing an extensive um, read-through and review of the Kyle Rayner run as Green yes. Lantern. Yes. But there is a brand new Green Lantern title uh, written by Jeffrey Thorne and drawn by Um, I think the first issue was drawn by Dexter Soy, am I right on that?
2: Yeah, it's Dexter Soy and Marco Santucci.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and Again, normally we cover this as part of a a grouping of comics Mm -hmm. on uh, the DC Comics Chronicles, which you can find where, Donnie?
2: You can find the DC Comics Chronicles... On YouTube, that is the Multiverse Musings vidcast. And you can also find us on iTunes and Podbean, the Emerald Echo podcast. You can find a Flash of Two Mics, as well as a plethora of other podcasts covering the DC and Marvel universes.
1: Well said. Um, But again, because issue one is a special kind of thing, um, and it's a new Green Lantern issue, um, and it's the first number one that I'm covering technically of an ongoing run that I'm covering with Donnie. I mean, you know, the Graham Morrison thing was always meant to be a limited run. So this is the first ongoing number one that I'm covering on a podcast uh, or or vidcast as, it, as it's happening. So I thought, you know, you know, that was a special occasion. And Donnie's got that nice room filled with Green Lantern paraphernalia. That why not, you know, show it off and celebrate a, a new Green Lantern number one? Uh, further issues of the series will probably be explored on the DC Chronics, Comics Chronicles, but for this one, we said let's let's uh, let's do a solo, uh, special episode, and here we are. So, Donnie, there was much uh, fanfare uh, and uh, internet. Um, how can I put this politely? Uh,
2: Internet banter, internet arguing.
1: Yeah, banter, arguing, out (laughs) over what would this be, uh, how's it going to treat certain characters, et cetera, et cetera. Now we know based off of number one, and we can talk about all that. So as you are apt and so good at doing, give us a little bit of a breakdown on what exactly happens.
2: Well, this happens, this takes place after... The Infinite Frontier, number zero, we have talked about that before. And let me just say a few things to preface preface this. Uh, Jeffrey Thorne, the writer here, he really gets Jon Stewart. I've got to say, I mean, this is very much the Jon Stewart that I have known since the 80s. And there are a lot of past elements here from the Green Lantern comics that will be very familiar. One of the things that I immediately was drawn to is that John is referred to by the Guardians here as the bridge. The bridge yes. between you know the humans and the Guardians. Now, if you remember, I, I don't know if everyone has read this. I think Jeffrey Thorne is referencing the Mosaic title from the early 90s. Now, in... Issue 18 of that, John actually swallows his ring, and that kind of coupled with his experiences gives him the powers of a guardian. Now, eventually he lays that down, obviously, and I can't go too much into that, but I think that's what they're mentioning here is that John, with those past experiences, is a little bit more than human, that he's okay. especially special. And so they call him, you know, again the bridge here. And I really like that concept that John is somebody who's so unique that he's been entrusted with the leadership of the core, and he's very important in this new omniverse that DC has set up.
1: It's 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 funny because when they were when the issue mentioned all that, I'm like, I gotta ask Donnie about this because full disclosure, I haven't read we'll say here. So I wouldn't have been necessarily aware of that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, what, what exactly, when did that happen? Um, yeah, that so was I'm, the
2: early 90s. It is, I, I'll, I'll put this out there, I have to. It's difficult to find. Obviously, the, the writer has been extremely controversial since then, and DC rarely mentions that. Uh, that's why I don't think, if, if Jeffrey Thorne had this in mind, I don't think he mentioned that by name. But it's also an important part of John Stewart's history. Okay. So it's hard to not touch on that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, was this a, just to give myself some kind of more clarification? Was the Mosaic story slash book specifically focused on John, or was it?
2: Yes, it was John basically being put. In charge of this world with all these alien civilizations and like creating this harmonious, um, perfect world with all of these, all of these various alien cultures. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh,
1: it makes the title totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. I'm glad I have some background on what the heck they were talking about when they yeah. were calling John the, the bridge. The bridge. Uh, yeah.
2: Now, maybe I'm reading too much into that. Maybe just because of my extensive Green Lantern past, I'm looking at that and saying, uh, you know, maybe not. Maybe that was just Jeffrey Thorne's way of saying John is special. Yeah. Well, but, maybe, Jeff, maybe, he, he seems to be a student of comics. I mean, he said in the past he owns between 30,000 and 50,000 comics. So well, the guy maybe knows Jeffrey Thorne
1: will stuff. comment uh, below and, and clarify, if you want, uh, what uh, he was thinking. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, feel free to, uh, to uh, let us know, uh, Jeff, if, uh, if that's in fact what you were going for uh, or not uh, with that. Um, but, another,
2: thing, another thing I'd like to touch on too is a lot of people saw the main cover to this and they thought that it was going to focus on Kelly Quintella, yeah. the Teen Lantern. And Jeffrey Thorne does set up a very interesting side story with her, but this is not her story. Yeah. And so you don't need to worry about this kind of descending into just being about her.
1: Well, since you brought her up. Sure. I will say it was written very well. Um, you know, uh, her, her kind of... <clears throat> her demeanor, her attitude towards, you know, what was... What, all that's happening. It felt very true to how a teen, or in this case, given her age, pre-teen, the, the kind of attitude or, and reaction they would have. I, I f- it felt very genuine. Um, yes. And uh, I thought that John was was a focus, was the main focus, but I think Jeffrey Thorne does a great job of, of sort of balancing you know, the different lanterns that we see in this and sort of giving them each sort of a bit of a spotlight yes so i thought the pacing and the in the and things of that nature in terms of which lantern and when to focus on them was uh was on point i i was really happy with that um and then the whole thing with you know the guardians hosting a um
2: this is the united planets conclave
1: Yes, so it's you know like the, the, the uh, state uh, sort of uh, what they're what they're sort of meeting about is whether to have Ola be part of the United Nations of Planets. Yes. Um, and
2: excuse me, if uh, did I say United United Planets Conclave? Yeah, I keep saying United Nations too. <laughs> United but, Planets Conclave. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Um And I like that sort of, that's a thing that they brought in from, you know, that's something that Brian Michael Bendis was leaning heavily on in his Superman run and, and Legion of Superheroes. But it makes sense that the Green Lanterns would be a part of this kind of thing, given their, you know... Uh, Given their status, yeah. status yeah. in the, in the yeah. universe and being the police force of, you know, the, the, the space and, and things of that nature and yes. other, other worlds and things of that nature. So it right. seems very appropriate that they be here right? And, be, and, and want to be a part of this uh, uh, con- conglomerate. Um, right. Well, uh, that's
2: uh, actually the focal point of this book is yeah. the United Planets actually have their own police force, and that's the United Planets Brigade. Yeah. And uh, we even see uh, one of the representatives here. Uh, that is Amira Collin. A She's a Thanag- yeah. yeah. She's a Thanagarian. Uh, she is a jerkosaurus, by the way, to uh, Hal and John both. Uh, but she does she does turn up uh, to fight with the Green Lanterns when things go wrong. Um, this, you know, we're getting the United Planets now, and the whole crux of this book is. Deciding whether O is going to be part of that and whether the Green Lantern should exist. Yeah. You know what's their role in this new paradigm? Oh, my answer yeah.
1: is yes, they definitely should exist, obviously. So there's, well, yeah. there's my there's my vote. Um,
2: because there, but, there's a more important green than even Green Lantern energy, and that's that's the dollars. <laughs> yeah. DC wants dollars; they need to keep publishing Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Agreed. Um. Um. Are you going to bust out into a million-dollar-man routine where you start saying everybody's got a price and laughing maniacally? Is that what you're going to do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, very, that's very well done. Um, but, no, yeah, it's funny because our our Thanagarian representative, that whole exchange between her and John and, and by extension, Hal, yeah. reminded me a lot of the early yeah. days of the Justice League animated series, mm-hmm. uh, because remember at the beginning of that, <coughs> John and and Shaira's relationship and, and encounters were a little bit contentious. You know, they had you know, there was a little bit of a you know what I mean? Yes, I do and, and, and then and then they uh, you know through time that that relationship developed you know nicely, and over the course of, uh, over the period of time and, and so. I, I got a feeling, you know, it, it, it gave me the, as the kids would say, gave me the feels for for <laughs> what I remember from the Justice League cartoon.
2: Right. Uh, well, and not, I, I do need to put in there, though, a lot of people saw the early artwork for Amara, and they assumed that it was Shiera. Well, as yeah, it makes sense. Some people were disappointed, but Jeffrey Thorne has actually pointed out, he's like, hold on, I think Shiera is going to be in this later on.
1: Yeah. So, so I wonder, I wonder, yeah, I mean, could they be setting up, you know, a bit of a relationship type of
2: thing. He I could, mean, uh, although obviously, you know, there's one point is, here where, uh, you know, both. Uh, it's actually Hal's energy project, energy projection. It's not actually Hal on yeah, Oa. Uh, yeah. We see that he's back on Earth, but he and it's John a have really a
1: tool for social distancing. I might, I might
2: add. Yeah. Exactly. See, there, you know, they are controlling COVID on Oa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But uh, it's funny because, you know, Hal puts his head down after they talk to her, and he's like Thanagarians. And John's like every single one of them, and I'm like, well, you might like one in the future. I'm just guessing. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to be shipping anything yet, just yet, because again, we'll see if uh, <laughs> we'll see if Shaira comes into play, uh, or or if maybe he develops feelings for this, as you call her, a Jerkassaurus. Um, <laughs> Well, not, not to be confused with l- Luchasaurus, which is the rest of her but different. Right. Anyway, but we'll see if there's any relationship uh, shenanigans that eventually develop. But for now, uh, it just brought back some callbacks to, uh, to, um, to the animated series and the relationship in Justice League. Now, I... You know, one of the big sort of concerns... That was being bandied about, um, you know, when the early previews and information started coming out about this book was, oh, well, you know, some of the naysayers. Well, Jeffrey Thorne is going to abandon, you know, everything that has been set up over the last, what can we say, a decade and a half, two decades now, and mm-hmm. and and you know, all that all that BS about all oh, he doesn't like um he doesn't like um Hal and all that mumbo jumbo. Clearly two things. He I, I thought he 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 wrote Hal very much in a manner that to me seems like Hal being Hal. Mm-hmm doing how things i mean there wasn't anything awkward uh he didn't make him he didn't make him a brooklyn brawler jobber type of character you know uh he's not a brooklyn brawler of all so again i and that's no disrespect to the brooklyn brawler there's a place for jobbers in the wrestling industry but that's neither here nor there um (laughs) but you know what i mean um
2: and by the way, all those rumors about the Red Lanterns torturing Hal to death and killing him
1: not did yet. not happen. Yeah. That was it
2: that was it ridiculous.
1: Didn't happen yet, and I don't know. Again, I don't know where these people get this thing. Again, if we're gonna go digging up, you know, a year, two year old tweets, like really, somebody can. As a fan, he's allowed to like or dislike whoever he wants. That him being a professional a writer. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to affect his the way he writes a certain character. So
2: We, we all have our likes and our dislikes. Yeah. And he said, "I can write Hal Jordan while not being a particular fan of his." Yeah. And, exactly. I, be- and I believe him. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Jeffrey Thorne has been around in entertainment for a long, long
1: time. Yeah.
2: He knows how to tell a story. So he's not. Uh,
1: he's not some. Uh, you know. You know. Uh, you know. What? What is the? What was it saying? Wet behind the ears when you when you're fresh out of. Uh, when you're new to something, isn't that, a, isn't right. that a, I don't know. I don't know the same. Exactly. He yeah. he's no
2: he's no pooser. He's a veteran. You know? Yeah, that's right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. Believe um, it or not, I actually found a video of him singing a Christmas carol too. That was awesome.
1: Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe in the future when we do a Christmas episode, if everyone to come on and sing Christmas carol, <laughs> uh, by all means, we'll have a Green Lantern Christmas and be a special special episode. But as a reader that came on board, really like. As I, as I told you, I came on board full stop in, in uh, just prior to Rebirth. Really okay.
2: Rebirth. Okay. Uh,
1: and my experience with Kyle started in, with the trades. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't the single issue collector back then. The good old days where I cared about what was in my wallet. Now, I mean, now those days are gone. But, um, <laughs> but you know, and then re- as I finished reading the first, you know, volume of Kyle, that's when rebirth kind of became a thing. So I started picking up with John's run and all that. Yeah. And the fact that we saw the, um, the Sinatra Core and the Red Lanterns, and they mentioned uh, the, the Blue Lanterns. And, and yeah. so, and the, now the that, you know,
2: that's interesting too, I got to say. You know, with this new omniverse, they, they, they make mention of like the universe, this new omniverse, like reality re itself. The Blue Lanterns were gone. You know, they were killed by Relic. The only one surviving, of course, was St. Walker. But John seemed... The one comment seemed to allude to the fact that they were still around. Yeah. So have they have they been brought back as part of this new Omniverse? Possibly.
1: Yeah, right. But I just like that, you know, those little touches. And, you know, we see the Red Lanterns. We see um, the Sinestro Core War. We'll get... We'll touch on that in a second. Um. They talk about the Book of Oa. This is all stuff that, you know, since, oh, what was it, 04, 05, when, when Rebirth started? Yes. This is all stuff that, to me, is... 05. I
2: believe it was the end of 05, actually, yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is my main yeah. canon for Green Hunter, for me, because that's when I really got you know into it. So to see that that stuff is referenced and mentioned and, you know not completely obliterated and forgotten, mm-hmm. that makes me, you know, that, that I, I'm, ha- I'm happy about that. Again, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a deal breaker that it had to be there um, for me to enjoy this book. But the fact that it's there shows to me that all this these preconceived notions about Jeffrey Thorne and how he was going to write this title can just be thrown out the window or used as toilet paper because mm-hmm. they, they have no basis in actual fact. Yeah. Uh, so I, and I just, let
2: let me point out here too. We actually see Hal give a status report, and he's with the Justice League. You see him with Superman and Naomi. Yeah, oh, you yeah. actually see Jessica. Uh, she is headed towards Sector Zero One Two Three, which is actually, I believe, where she was in the Future State. That story. sounds
1: like a really bad internet password. <laughs> I don't think so.
2: One, two, three, four, five. That's, that's what the president used in Spaceballs, but I digress.
1: That's and, uh, probably what the, what the past president that just left the office used as well. But anyway, uh, that's uh, neither here nor there. Yeah. Oh, just boy. Uh,
2: there's, there's a lot of jokes there, but that's you not know, why you we're know here.
1: Right. You know I'm right. Let's just move on.
2: Let's just move on. I do want to say, uh, and, and believe it or not, uh, Kyle Rayner does make a cameo in this book, too. Uh, he's putting down a border skirmish in the Vega system, yeah. and it's interesting to note uh, that's where the Omega Men operate. Now, I kind of don't think that they're going to send him back to the, you know, uh, being involved in the Omega Men, but I guess yeah. it's it's possible. Yeah, uh, that was that was Tom King's book, so um, I I did now, like that story. Now you're going to so. make
1: me read another Tom King book? You, you you know I have you know me and Tom King have a very uh, tumultuous relationship right it's 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 Alexa, i like some of the stuff i don't you know and the bad cat is not forever unless it's been <laughs> returns well uh, yeah. you know is
2: that there was there was a lot of good uh th- that was a space drama too a little bit darker than what we're reading here but the omega man we'll, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get
1: to it at one point because it has Kyle, sure. right so yeah, sure. I mean, yeah
2: we'll get to it eventually but yeah, yeah. back to the task at hand yes and, you know, I, I do want to say while, while we're on this part, you know, it opens up with, you know, the big battle, and then mm-hmm. it kind of takes a step back to two hours before. I think my favorite image of this uh, is Hal communicating with John through his ring, and he says, uh, John, if you need me, I'm a hyper jump away or a boom tube or whatever it takes. And John says, same to you, brother. Right. You know, I, that's, you know, the, the four Corman the green Lanterns operating as as a unit and their affection for one another that's one of the things that I really dig about modern Green Lantern comics and yeah. Jeffrey Thorne gets that Brotherhood here so I really really like that
1: so yeah no it was a great line it was, and it's good to see again I, I wish you know the fandom of, of Green Lantern would would act like the heroes that they supposedly love because if they did there wouldn't be this bickering or infighting within the within the fandom itself. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, see, that's the way it's supposed to be. And you know, well, and, you know, it. I also put out a little bit
2: of a challenge on Twitter. And I'm, by no means, when I say this, am I saying that comic fans are better than animated fans because most of us, you know, we take in all of it. Yeah. But I know some people who, they got exposed to Green Lantern through the animated series, which is great. I mean, I'm talking about the Justice League series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is great. But that's the only thing they know about Jon Stewart, and they've never yep. bothered to go out and like support yep. the character in any way. And I'm like, look, here's your opportunity now. Jon Stewart front and center, go out and buy this. You know? You can draw
1: you can jump in on the ground floor, yeah.
2: Exactly. Go out and buy be- and maybe if you're not interested in comics, you've got to know somebody who would be. Put some money in Jeffrey Thorne's pocket. Put some money in uh Marco Santucci and Dexter Soy's pockets, you know?
1: Like guys, we, we want we want DC to, to publish more, more Green Lantern books, you know, uh, and if you want that, you got to support the current Green Lantern run that's occurring now. So I, I'm I, I'm just saying, give it a shot, and and, and you know, you may not have your favorite guy in there, but give it a shot. If if you if you, you want to see your favorite guy again, you know, in his own book or or get more of a play in in the DC universe, you have to vote with your wallet. And so to me, that's why I've never gotten these complaints of, well, all DC cares about is Batman. Well, DC cares about money. So if you put money in your pocket regarding Green Lan- where Green Lantern is concerned, well, then guess what? You're going to get more Green Lantern. You know, it's, it's simple economics.
2: Speaking so, of money, I really want now in the worst way a figure of John in his dress uniform.
1: Yeah, that, that, you know, he, didn't look very
2: he cool. even said, you know, Kilowog makes fun of him for it, which I think his was a lot better looking than Kilowog Kilowog looked like a big Christmas tree, yeah. but uh, he, you know, John said I based it on, you know, uh, Kryptonian dress attire. Right. So yeah. I really like this.
1: Yeah, so. because the Kryptonians were at the forefront, you know, Superman yeah. and John yeah. were at the forefront of of um, the United Planets, right? Uh, you almost had me say United Nations opponents again. <laughs> I mean, come on. You don't know, have problems with titles. Now you got to add this thing. This, you know, roadblock in my way. Um, but just, I I, I want to comment on before we get to the art, because I think we, we could talk about how great the art looks, but I really dig Simon's interaction with Kelly, is
2: it? With Kelly yeah, Kelly Quintella, Teen Lantern. Like
1: that he was the Nah, I don't want to say babysitter is the wrong word, but you know what I'm
2: Well he was kind of looking after her. For those yeah. of you who don't know, the Guardians are they're kind of putting her through her paces, trying yeah. to understand the gauntlet, which we do get confirmation that it's not Cronus Gauntlet. Right. It's also not Owen in origin. Yeah. Not connected to the central power battery. So it's very interesting. That's kind of the mystery that Jeffrey Thorne sets up for the gauntlet here. And the guardians want it off of her. They want to dissect it. They want to study it. And she's having none of it. Right. And so Simon is that, you know, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, <laughs> John is trying to calm them. Well, so, Stewart,
1: you're getting really professional now. With that.
2: <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, Simon is, he's kind of hanging out with Kelly. You see them go get a snack and, uh, they do have a lot of pleasant interactions there. I kind of like that friendship. Yeah. That seems to it's be kind of like
1: a like a almost. De- I could see it developing into like a a big brother type of scenario. Sure. And it makes sense that they would pair him up with her, or, or her up with him, because, relatively speaking, he's still a, you know, newer Green Lantern, right?
2: We haven't seen him in a while, and so yeah. I, I was happy to see him back
1: and and I'm sure Phil was overjoyed uh, but, um, <laughs> but but um, but no i I just like the you know there's the, the you could you could buy the camaraderie there because again they're the newer kids on the block right so to speak yeah and um it's funny because when she starts freaking out because they try to take the gauntlet and she throws like a tantrum Yes, you know,
2: <laughs> and she seems to be saying but, some not so nice phrases in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to look those up
1: to see what she was actually saying. Uh, yeah, but,
2: uh, well, one of them I believe was, you know, you will not take my gauntlet. Um, yeah, I, I don't think she actually curses, but yeah,
1: right, interesting. But, but it's funny because I don't know who says it. If it was, if it was Simon or John, like what's happening here? And one of them goes, "Well, oh, this is a, this is a teen throwing a tantrum." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then it's like well actually tween but you know right um, yeah <laughs> but but it's funny because they, they John to, to, to Kelly John would if John was put in the same role that, that um, Simon was John to me would be more like the father figure the authoritative father figure so it, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't think she'd warm up I mean, warm up to a degree, but she wouldn't be as receptive to him, because again, there's that parental, you know, authoritative. Phase. Yes. Whereas with Simon, she has that more of that camaraderie. So I think yeah. their pairing, to me, work works quite well, at least in this initial, initial phase. And I love her reaction to that alien that she was having a conversation with about the gem world. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and he's like, "Wait, you're not scared of me?" And he's like, "Why? Wow, you look like a wedding, you know." Yeah. <laughs> You, uh, you look like a wedding dress or something among those those
2: yeah phusix and yeah, yeah she says like a, like a, a wedding dress but alive yeah 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 so, so I, the gem okay. world does come into play here yeah. so
1: her her reaction i think I, again it just felt very very honest and, and true to what a teenager would say
2: And I want to point out here, too, you know, we we talk about belonging, you know, we we, you know, so you see on a small scale, you know, how does Kelly fit into this? But on a larger scale, you know, the United Federation of Planets, they are voting on whether to accept Oa into the United Federation of Planets. Mm -hmm. And that's what this conclave is about. And I really like the voting scene. Not only for the art, but it also reminded me of, you know, the the Congress and Star Wars. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, yeah which, which I, I like those scenes. I mean, and not everybody did. That was a complaint about the prequels. But this is space drama in a multifaceted way. And that's what I like about this because that should be... The backdrop for Green Lantern. Not that you can't have the occasional story that's grounded, that's maybe centering around one Lantern, but if you want a good flavor of Green Lantern, you're going to get it right here.
1: Yeah. You mentioned Star Star Wars. I, mm-hmm. I, a lot of this issue reminded me of, of Star Trek as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, those, those, those kind of meetings and discussions and voting and the, you know, it had a very Star Trek feel to me, and I'm a, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. So, you know, uh, throw a little bit of that flavor into Green Lantern, and I'm I'm you could I'm on board. And you, and you can imagine, you can imagine my uh, my enjoyment of the Star Trek Green Lantern crossovers.
2: Oh yes, yes, uh, so, yes. Uh, I really like those.
1: We'll we'll have to review
2: those at some point. Oh well. no doubt. But we see here that not everyone wants Oa in the Federation. We see that the Daxamites, surprise, surprise, you know, they're xenophobic; that they don't they vote down on Oa. And we also see that, surprise, surprise, again, Sinestro and New Coragar they vote to deny Oa entrance into the I'll tell Federation. You, I,
1: sh- I fell out of my seat when when he gave that book. <laughs> I was so shocked. Um, it's funny because his arrogance is like. I think he was talking to one of his fellow his fellow members or whatever. But he's like, "Oh, I was the best of them." And, you know, he's like, like he was doing a Mr. Perfect where he's patting himself on the back. <laughs> like, I was so good and blah 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 and you know, he's crap talking on the on the Guardians. Now, one of the things I want to mention about the Guardians, it seems like, you know, because we've seen over the last decade and a half that there are very very um the word i'm looking for they they they, they, they're very controlling Mm -hmm. you know they're very they can be very duplicitous
2: uh you know well and and some of those mistakes you know when they're talking at the end there the the male guardian and i don't think the guardians are actually ever named if if i if i did miss a name here but um but the male guardian even acknowledges some of the, the past mistakes of the guardians. Now, are we talking about the massacre of Sector 666? Are we talking about, you know, the, the rise of the Third Army? I, I'm not sure if that is in play here, if that's what Thorne is referencing. Right. But those are some of the things where you can go back and look and see that the guardians haven't always been benevolent. Right. So. But,
1: but but I get a sense that they've learned from their mistakes. Right. Like the way, he was talk- the way that, uh, that guardian was talking, it seems mm-hmm. like they realized that, Look, we've done some, you know, shady crap back in the day. We yep. realize that was a mistake. We just want to be unified. We want to be part of, you know, part of a better, a better way forward. So, there and, does and again, you, you mentioned
2: this the Sinestro Corps here. You know, I, I, you know, I mentioned I made a joke at the top of the program about you know being Crib's hairdresser, and you see Crib here, you see Mace, you see Lisa Drack and. Uh, Again, in their their Dress and sort of cool uniforms, which I like, by the way. Not everybody yeah. did. But, uh, yeah, quite a few characters here that we haven't seen in a while. Um, and, you know, that I welcome back. So Yeah,
1: yeah. And then there was an attack. Yes, there was an attack. So, uh, spoilers, you know, the Lanterns get voted in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then just as there's some form of celebration... We get
2: an attack. Yes, we get attack. And that that is actually from the gem world that we just referenced here. There are like four magic wielders that come through this portal. And as the vote is going on to whether or not to accept Oa into the Federation, they attack. And they are after the mystic energy of the Starheart Mm -hmm. or a part of that, that type of energy that is within the core of Oa. And they unleash this like tentacled energy creature that feeds off of emotion. Yeah. So, what did you think of that?
1: I, I thought that was that was fascinating to see. You know, an entity that feeds off of emotion. So it's kind of like the best solution to fight against it. And you see this, is to not use your power ring.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you know what that reminded me of too. It, it, that actually reminded me of the end of Stephen King's It, the movie version, not necessarily the book version. Um, at the end of that, where they depower Pennywise by no longer fearing him. What that what John does here, you see John tell all the lanterns to kind of power down, and that gives this this beast has nothing to feed off of. Yeah, yeah. So he he's able to outthink the situation yeah. again.
1: And it goes back to something that. that... That Jeffrey Thorne was playing with in future future state stuff, where it's like the lanterns are more than just the ring,
2: mm-hmm. you know. And John even says that he said, you yeah. know, we're 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 not we're not just the rings.
1: Yeah. So I I really like that. Um, uh, and then there is a lantern that, or sorry, an Owen in, in the midst of the fighting. Uh, one of the guardians gets uh, gunned down. And that's how we end off the issue.
2: A a couple things I want to say there, too. Um, Again, spoilers, you know, if if you don't want, at this point, you probably shouldn't be watching or or listening if if you're concerned about spoilers. But um, I couldn't help but notice that the arrow that was fired at that Guardian was yellow. And Sinestro seemed to be kind of smirking. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what, what, you know, this. It definitely wasn't related to the attack because we, we saw that the outside attack, or at least I don't think so, that the, you know, the magic wielders, they were angry at the guardians because, of course, the guardians, mil- yeah, uh, millions of years ago, you know, they gathered all this like uh, magical energy and, and into this orb that was the star heart. And so they were magic wielders. And so they were angry at, you know, the guardians kind of, you know, taking all the magic away from them. What happens after that? Uh, I, you know, is that connected or not? I'm not sure. So,
1: yeah. Well, you're right. It's it's intriguing that the arrow was yellow. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Sinestro taking pleasure out of that wouldn't doesn't shock me. Yeah. But it, it, that, does he have a deeper involvement in it? That's the question. I
2: mean, the assailant does say "free the heart," but I'm like, this seems, you know, he seems a lot different than the magic wielders, and I'm like, okay is this someone else behind him? Yeah. Or is this simply part of the original plan? I don't
1: right. know. Well, so. we're going to have to, we're gonna have to uh, wait and see. Um, yeah. But but it definitely a cool cliffhanger. And kind of a shock in the way that it ended. Because, you know, it seemed like they had the situation handled. I'm like, oh, good, they got voted in, and it's going to end up on a positive note. But then again, Jeffrey Thorne did say, you know, People were gonna die uh, in this in this run, so yeah. he certainly lived up to uh, to that uh, promise. Um, but yeah, a good 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 shock value, I'd say, for that ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's comment a little bit on the art. What, what were some of your favorite favorite? Uh,
2: Pages. Well, obviously, you know, I talked about the dress uniform that John had on. I really like that. Uh, I like again. I like the way Simon was drawn and colored. I like that uh, his uniform. You see, kind of the the it's kind of trimmed in energy. The green sections. I really like that. Uh, You know, the projection of how. You know, you could definitely tell that he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, I like how that was drawn. And yeah, there's you know there was a lot to like here. There's a lot of complicated space backdrops, and again, that's why yeah. you read Green Lantern. You know, you want that. So, yeah. yeah what what were some of your Green, favorites?
1: I don't read Green Lantern to spend time in Hal's Kitchen. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, well, he Kyle's, and Green Arrow oh, had some interesting or Kyle, kitchen. Or Kyle's yeah. refrigerator. Oh, well,
2: yeah. Oh, uh, that's who That's uh. That's gonna cause some problems, I'm sure yeah that's uh I'm yeah sure I'll, be getting, I'll
1: be getting the mail. yeah um <laughs> come on i had to we just it's in an episode being written being edited i had to i had to reference it
2: yeah well and you know also too the magic wielders from the gem world that that was also yeah. uh really very nicely colored very nicely drawn so
1: yeah for me uh i i i did like the ceremonial you know the the pages where it shows the lanterns in the ceremonial garb. Uh, I dug that. Uh, even also the op- like, go ahead, sir. The opening yeah. page where it's like, you know, it opens on a big seeming battle sequence. You know, and there's that page where it's like, where John tells uh, Simon, watch your six. And you see yeah. them like back to back and they're, they're fighting together. I, I, I really dug that. Um
2: I also like to pay. I gotta say, when they're having the vote, you get to see uh, Paya fell from a worm's eye view, and I I thought that was a really interesting uh, perspective there because it gives you, you know, kind of the the illusion of her floating. I thought that was really cool. So, I dug it. And um, the
1: the, the sort of the the how hologram construct. To show that he was mm-hmm. not actually there, like it really sells the point that okay, he's in the scene, but he's not physically present. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you gotta use the right amount, of, the right shading and texture of green to sell that. Otherwise,
2: very much so. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, it could look like like <clears throat> like he was there. So so mm-hmm. that's why you gotta point
2: yeah, it kind of just wreathed in green, and that's not what happened. So here's and the uh, – this is the main book.
1: Yeah.
2: This is the one why I think, you know, everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be all All right, now, Donnie, Kelly.
1: let's not fess up now, Donnie. How many covers did you get? Come on.
2: I'm still looking for the third one, and I was just I, I was just getting ready to say, this is my favorite. This is one of the variants. I don't have the uh, the other variant yet. That's the really rare one, but uh, I am going <laughs> to be looking for that this weekend.
1: That's, so, <laughs> that's Brian Hitch, right?
2: Yeah. The, um, is this the Hitch cover? I'm not sure. Yeah, but this is my favorite cover of. Oh, this is great. even uh, more favorite than the the other variants. So. It's
1: badass. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, no, and the other the look other at look
2: like, at all these lanterns in the background.
1: No, that's great. It's it's come on. That's your computer background. You, you know that. <laughs> I know that behind right. that computer screen is that image. Um, but. Um,
2: if you're tuning in for the first time, he's talking about all of my collectibles here. So yeah,
1: which yeah. I'm gonna let's be honest, half of those I'm gonna steal at some point. <laughs> it,
2: this is this is my central power battery.
1: So. It's a foregone conclusion. Half of those I'm stealing. <laughs> um, but no, I and I also liked the like I said, it, it was a quieter image of John, the the hologram of Hal, and the Thanagarian. Uh, representative of the brigade from for, mm. of the United pilots yes just flying together having a conversation that quiet image with the three of them though it just it was like it was so detailed so beautiful um, but yeah every battle sequence this this was just like there's so many it's so hard to single out a specific page because they were all so good mm-hmm. like when you have a the, the, the two kind of top tier artists that we have working on this book it's so hard to single out just one piece so uh, yeah and, yeah i i well
2: it, you know what i know what i have to say too a lot of the background is very important because again when the when the idea of this is this conclave to kind of decide how the new political system is going to work within the omniverse it's very important to show all these alien races in the background and there was a lot of very complicated very um Greatly populated panels, and it gave you that perfect, you know, vibe of this is something massive that is happening.
1: And it was nice to see, like, a political thing, albeit fictional, mm-hmm. a political uh, discussion happening where none of the main, uh, you know, proponents. Are, are talking about fake news and, and, and you know <laughs> any mumbo jumbo like that. So it was kind of nice. right. it was kind of nice. I'm like okay.
2: Well, like I said, we did have our own Jerkasaurus though. Like I said, she was a yeah. uh, yeah. fan of Gary. Yeah, she uh, was.
1: Yeah, but she yeah. was nowhere near as bad as some real life politicians. That well, we, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's we've true encountered about, over yeah. the last four years. So yeah. yeah. Um,
2: However, again, I got to say, when the chips were down, she was there fighting with John. So yeah,
1: she did right. what she needed to do, and, yeah. and hey, uh, we'll see. Like I said. I don't think we've seen the last of, of her or or possibly Shaira, as, as Jeffrey has alluded to. But And, you know, uh,
2: and, and I've said, too, you know, uh, Kelly Quintella is one of the few characters in the Green Lantern mythos that I'm not sold on yet. I like this idea, though, that there's a mystery with the gauntlet. Hopefully he develops her in such a way to make her, you know, I, hopefully in a year I'll look back on this and I'll say, yeah, I like her here. I like the fact that she.
1: And I like the fact that she's in training, and it's not. Yes. It's not following the arrow syndrome where it, everybody's a Roy Harper after two, after two training sessions with Oliver. Right, man, can he wield that airborne arrow like a, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that yes, she has this gauntlet, but she's no superstar. She's not an expert. You know, yeah, she, she does goes, hold her yeah.
2: own. She does hold her own in one panel. But Jeffrey Thorne has said, he's like, I don't write genius characters. She's not coming in here and showing all the adults how it's done. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I really appreciate what he's done so far with her. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, so, that, so that's your task, Jeffrey Thorne, is, you know, make make me like this character. So. Yeah,
1: right. I'm, I'm sure he's going to work extra hard just on that, just for you, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but, no, overall, I, I I couldn't be happier with this debut issue. Yeah.
2: Um, now, we didn't get to see uh, Joe Mullane yet. I'm really interested to hear or see. I'm interested to see how quickly that develops, you know, the scene between this and the scene with her on Oa when, you know, she's accusing Hal of, you know, where, where were, were you, you? When, the, when, when the battery was smashed? So Now,
1: do you think her and John will butt heads because
2: both so like, that you know yeah. that's that's a, that's an interesting question yeah i you know they're
1: being both leaders, that, they're both you know
2: that's a good question yeah being that she has kind of operated mostly on her own i could see her coming in and john saying well this is not the way we do it around here yeah. and her you know having some procedural procedural yeah. uh, differences so yeah
1: they're going to be like the uh the um, <clears throat> the, the, the Christopher Maloney and Mar- Mariska Hargitay, of the Green Lantern franchise. Those two. Um, I, I,
2: I will say this though, and that's another thing that Jeffrey Thorne has said is that he called Far Sector a perfect comic book, and he said that he has no intention of you know using her in a way that would be disrespectful to uh, NK Jemison's writing. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: she's <coughs> that, that book is great, and that's another one we'll eventually get to for sure.
2: Definitely, yeah.
1: But so. In terms of the starting point of a new era for, for, for Green Lantern, I'm 100% all in on this. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. So I guess we can go ahead and rate this thing for story and art. So go ahead, yeah.
2: Uh You know what? I have to say story, I'm going to give it a five. I mean, as far as world building goes, looking at a new era, you're talking about a five. I, you know, I don't know what else Jeffrey Thorne could have done. Um, as far as art goes, uh, you know, I'm going to call that a five too. You know, there was not much to dislike. And again, I want to point out that this is supposed to be a big event. We're talking about the political structure of the Omniverse being stripped down <coughs> and built from the ground up. And you definitely got that from as intricate and complicated as a lot of these panels were. You definitely got that vibe from this book. So, yeah.
1: um, for me, writing is also a five. <clears throat> the, the story, again, it set up a new status quo, while you know, sort of giving nods to past history at the same time. Um, I think it had a good dynamic in terms of the grouping of characters which characters interacted, how they interacted. And uh, I thought the pacing uh, was on point. Um, So, and again, the ending was a shocker to me. I I didn't expect to get, to see a Guardian mold down, you know, at the end of issue one. So,
2: you know, you talk about pacing. I've got, I really like the fact that it opened in the middle of this battle and then took a step back. So it's like yeah. Jeffrey Thorne really understands like the intricacies of how to tell like a story a TV like that. Show,
1: in, in, in the sense of it starts off at a big moment, big action scene or whatever. Right. And then, you know, 24 hours earlier or whatever the case
2: may be. Yeah. And, and, and <clears> then, <throat> you get, then you get the intro and then it, then it steps back into the beginning of the story. Yeah.
1: I know. It, I know when, when TV shows do that, it bugs my parents. Cause they're like, what do they have to go back for? <laughs> um, but I think it, it doesn't bother me. Um, but, um, but, uh, yeah, so the story, full marks, and the art, again, is a five as well. Just beautiful imagery. Um, this
2: story is called The Source of Peace, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of lot of, lot of fighting yeah. <laughs> in trying to gain that peace. But, yeah, the art was great. Uh, you know, the biggest compliment I can give is that I can't single out a favorite page because they were all so good. I will yeah. say... When when when, New Corregar made their entrance. Man, did they remind me of the NWO just sauntering in there like you know. <laughs> you know, I just uh, yeah Can we just call him the KWO, the Korogar World World, World?
2: <laughs> By the way, Dexstar is back too. I noticed yeah, that you know. Right. Uh, yeah, he looks more uh, humanoid. i have a cat
1: allergy, so he, I can't say he's my favorite.
2: <laughs> well, he looks more humanoid than yeah. we were used to seeing him in the past. So I yeah. thought that was interesting too.
1: Indeed. Yeah. So, great stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to more. Uh, yes. To Jeffrey Thorne and the entire team. Well done. Um, I'm hooked, and uh, so is Donnie, by the, the sounds of things. And uh, we will be with you for this ride, and we can't wait for a shoot Yeah. But, uh, Donnie, that brings this episode to a close. If you wanna, If people want to discuss with you about... Green Lantern, past, present, and future. We're gonna do that.
2: You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Also check out my YouTube channel where I do Green Lantern product reviews. Let's talk comics, Let's Talk Green Lantern.
1: Awesome. And you can find me at Adam underscore fan on Twitter. That's my personal Twitter, where I mainly talk about, you know, hockey and nerd stuff. If you want just the show on Twitter, where you'll see links to these episodes, I'll talk to you on there as well if somebody asks me a question or makes a comment. It's at MMNPDC. We have a Facebook page, which will probably be below in the the YouTube description. Click on that. Ask for permission to join the group. I'll add you and we can continue the conversation there. But until next time, remember, that the Green Lanterns do belong, and they are forever, from the first conclave of the United Planets to the last. So long, everybody.
2: (laughs) So long, everyone.
0: Of all the lanterns who have ever worn the ring, there was one whose light shined brightest. At first his humanity was thought to be a weakness and yet it proved to be his greatest strength. Servitude, Where every individual is just an extension of your mind? No thanks. And I won't let you use the core against the rest of the universe. What's the matter? I just learned the thing this morning. In brightest day. In, in brightest night. night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's life beware my power